Welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and joining me this week is Matt, Hawk, and Jen. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey. So, so in 2011, um, HBO brought to us a fantastic fantasy series based on George R.R. R. Martin's Fire and Ice, uh, A Song of Fire and Ice uh, book saga, which, you know, he's still writing, and, you know, one day we'll get to read the, the real ending, but... Uh, Suffice it, um, Game of Thrones has been on for eight year, or eight seasons and has produced 71 episodes. And last night, the series finale aired titled The Iron Throne. So we are here today to talk about that finale and talk about the series as a whole and how much it either hurt us or, you know, we loved it. Um, so let's just jump into it. Did everyone see the finale? Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, yes. And just a general thought, did you guys like it? We'll get into it more, but did you like it? Yes or no, Hawk? Yes, I did. Uh, Jen? <laughs> yes, more than I thought it would. Matt? No, I did not. <laughs> All right, there we go. I'm, I, I, am a, I am in the yes category, um, so there it is. Um, there are a lot of things that did and, you know, sort of didn't happen, but... Um, we, I asked everyone here to come up with three predictions, what they thought was going to happen in the final episode of the series. So I'm going to go with Matt, and then we're going to go through the, we'll see how uh, well we did. Matt, give us your first. Okay, give me 30 seconds. I got to just bring I up. will go with my first. No, no, I got I'm pretty sure my first is the same as Matt's first, and it is that Tyrion Lannister was going to die. Yes, that is exactly what I had as my first. Did anyone else have that on their list? Mm, nope. No. No, yeah. No. I believed. A, yeah, you believed that he would last? There, there, yeah. there seemed to be this finality to his story arc. I know Matt probably feels the same way, especially with him releasing Jamie in the previous episode. Um, it just sort of felt like that was where he was going to have his noble end. What do you think, Matt? Why did you pick that? Um, you know, it was again, it, when he's, when there's a statement given, like the next time you fail me will be the last time you fail me. Yep. Given, given how, uh, her Royal blondness had been dealing with people up until that point. Um, I, I felt that there would be something going on that would ultimately result in his demise because eventually an imp's luck has got to run out. Fair and enough. He has come close to death every single season. <laughs> it's so true. That I thought that this would be the the moment where his luck would finally run out. Hmm. What uh, about I mean, you? I was, yeah. I was happy that I was wrong in that instance, but yeah. still surprised. Yeah, we'll talk about the big moments in when we break down the episode. So, needless to say, me and Matt were wrong. Jen, what about your number one? Or one of my your- number one was Danny tries to kill John. Hmm. Anyone else have this on there? No. No. Me neither. Tell us why. Oh, this is this one's a loaded question. Um, because like a boy doesn't like her anymore, and now she's mad about it, <laughs> which has been a thing for me this whole season. <laughs> and I don't know how deep dive we want to get about that, but um, yeah, she just had this real. I mean, she was ready to kill anybody. Let's be honest, but just this weird thing about John, especially. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because she never really had that with. Um that assassin boy earlier or Carl Drogo, she sort of went crazy ex-girlfriend way. She did. You know? She had for the somebody eyes. Known for a couple weeks. Yeah. You know? 
and then found out they're related. You know, that would probably simmer things down to most people. But well, not a Targaryen. Given not the, a Targaryen. Hap- well, but think of what happened with her with the last time she was with a relative. Like, I thought that would have definitely cooled things off for her. She's like, oh, yeah, because my relatives be crazy. Who's her last relative that she had a thing with? Viserys. Oh, you're her brother. Like the first season? Oh, that first thing. Okay, I wasn't sure you were talking about, like, a relationship. I was like, did I miss something here? <laughs> no, just involvement with her family. Like, yeah, she, yeah. He was crazy. A fan. Yeah, they all were. Yeah. But Danny doesn't think she's crazy, and that's, that's the difference. That's what made her a little bit more dangerous. She yeah. believed in her, um, in her cause. Yeah. yeah. But so did Viserys, and so did you know, Aegon as well, too. Oh, and we saw yeah. how that worked out for them. To that yeah, argument, was, so does Stannis. So, and Lau didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think most of them pretty much had that, too. But anyway, Hawk, what about your first? Uh, I thought Arya was going to be the one to take out Danny, as did a lot of people. Uh, and yep. obviously, yeah, that. that didn't happen. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. that, a lot of people thought that she would do a lot more in that last episode. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, she well, never really did the face thing ever so after all that yeah well and i mean and again melisandre had made a point of there was that prediction of you know the what's it, the, the brown green brown, and blue. brown eyes green eyes blue eyes eyes that you'll close forever and she closed brown and she closed green blue eh, i guess melisandre was wrong on that one well blue is no, no, no blue. Blue. oh no sorry, it's the green eye. it was the green eyes yeah was, which is why eyes. everyone thought she would get cersei it, yeah but then they realized that danny also had green eyes so it's like oh maybe it'll be her yeah. JK didn't yeah. matter. Uh number two, well, for me was I thought that um Danny was gonna die, which you know Nailed I assume everyone yeah. was gonna think that. So yay, I got one. Matt, Woo. number two. I, I had John versus Daenerys. I again I thought it was gonna be a longer fight and I kept it kind of vague because I wasn't sure how they were gonna spin it, but yeah, it didn't even end up being a fight. No, it ended up being an awkward makeout and a little shanking. <laughs> and then a sad, sad, scaly dog. Um, <laughs> oh, he must be Drogon's a good boy. He is a good boy. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Number two. Actually, I had the same as Hawk. I thought Arya was going to take out Danny. Yeah. What about you, Hawk? Number two. Um, I didn't have a lot of specifics in that. Um, I did think that eventually it would be John. It would have to take over the Iron Throne in the absence of Danny. I'm glad that didn't happen. So yeah, yeah, I know yeah. he didn't want it. Uh, he always said that, but you know, when does John ever get what he wants? Mm-hmm. Um, so my number three was I assumed that someone was going to pet ghosts because there was such a big hubbub about yes. him not petting ghosts in an earlier episode, and I'm happy that happened. They spent a little bit of money just to get yeah. that little mm-hmm. little hand. That was, that was the ending that everyone deserved, and no one knew they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I wanted it. I, I wanted it as soon as the <laughs> first time didn't happen. I've heard what so you, much. About, sorry, I heard so much about how much the go- the dogs cost and that to put in the show and that like. It, it's it's it, hard because of the, more expensive. It's, it, no, because fur putting a hand up against fur and making it move right. is yeah. way more particle-y okay. than, than scales, right? Because yeah. you have to. Yeah, anyway, they, yeah. there's a lot to go into that. Matt, your number three. Uh, my number three was John is crowned king in the north, which technically was correct, but it's uh, a, it's a yeah. big, he's the Lord Commander. So, well, he's he's the 
king beyond the wall, basically. He's the king of the wildlands now. Yeah. So he's the king of the very, very far north. Well, he's (laughs) still part of the black, um, the guard, but he's just allowed to go north now. And they're buddies with the wildlings, so. Yeah. 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 Jen, you're number three. I said no one would be on the Iron Throne, and technically, I was right. That is 100% accurate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not what I meant, but I'm going to take the win. Yeah. What about you, Hawk? Uh, Number three, uh, my prediction was always, you know, obviously John versus Danny and that, but it was so hard to tell what was going on. And I still had a lot of mixed feelings about Danny. You know, part of me actually did want to see her at the end of the series on the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, there was a lot. It, it was a lot happier than most people expected for a George R. R. Martin, you know, um, yeah, thing. Yeah, um, like the, you know, everybody was expecting a horrible twist and that that would just have you know uh, ruined I mean, their day. Kind of not in the way that the seri- the finale seemed to ruin their day in that. From everything I've read <laughs> in that, or in you know, oh my god, uh, the red wedding part too. Well. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let's go into the whole episode. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about main points or just do you want me to summarize and then we break down from there? Let's uh, let's uh, summarize and go from there. I think it's probably the best. All right. So the the episode starts with uh, the trio of um, the Onion Knight, Jon Snow, and uh, Tyrion walking through the remains of King's Landing. And as they go through, they see all these burned people, these children that are dead, and um, they come they come upon. Um, Grey Worm executing Lannister men to which you know Jon Snow's like no stop that that's that's bad <laughs> so that we get the first little conflict of um, of Jon and Grey Worm and Grey Worm's sort of a little bit uh, angry because his girlfriend's dead so, <laughs> <laughs> so you know understatement <laughs> so it's that um, so, and then they go up and they meet um, you know Daenerys who's gone full on um full on what should i say empire like she's out there doing her speeches like you know or you know maybe i'll go with saruman from uh, lord of the rings he's out there just talking to her masses in front of all these unsullied that seem to multiply even though they have no junk i don't understand that (laughs) um there's there was this really good moment when she was coming out like she she landed on the dragon and then she's walking out this hallway and you see the the wings of joe Drogon behind her and it was, it was a little bit cheesy but it was more cool than it was cheesy um yeah it was a really really cool visual yeah and it's a good thing of the dragon queen like that's yeah yeah what you're getting yeah so then the um the thing that um oh I forgot one part so Tyrion goes underneath the crypts of King's Landing to find to find out if his brother and sister got out and you see this amazing piece of acting of him finding them. And it was brutal. Like, if go for it, Matt. Oh, no, no. To finish your sentence, and then I'm just going to interject after it, that. Peter Dinklage's acting in this episode was brilliant. Yeah. I could um, just watch a full hour-long epi- episode of a close-up of his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just just yeah. the pain. Oh, my God. Ugh. That speech later that we'll talk about was just, oh, man. But... but- but that being said, and this is, uh, I'll speak to this more later on when, in the summary as well, mm-hmm. um, where the people that were in charge of the continuity on this show completely crapped the bed in the last six, in the last three episodes of the series. What happened in the crypts? That- well, 
the the one thing that I point out if you want and there's memes about this everywhere so i'm not going to force you guys to look at it but the way that the layout was when he's walking down there and he comes upon the rubble is that if jamie and cersei had stood two feet to the left they would have been fine because yeah. there was completely clear behind him yeah he comes there, across this small <laughs> pile of, of roof rubble i'm like you've got to be kidding me there really wasn't that much around them they could have yeah. You know. Like they could have very easily ducked and you know been fine. <laughs> they should have put their hands over their heads and it would have been, yeah, you know, they're fine. My hand might be broke. He has yeah. a he has a metal hand. Yeah, Johnny Goldman, <laughs> put your hand over her head, she's gonna be fine. Like it just and I get that, you know, obviously the nature of it is what it is, but it's just it's little things like that that have popped up mm. a lot this season where it just seems like again, like they were rushing so much they didn't think about optics yeah the starbucks and the uh water bottles and we're, yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about water bottle gate because <laughs> so, there was two yeah. i don't know if you saw there was two yeah there's two in the same scene which is ridiculous yeah you know there's a lot of talking and it's warm there i understand i get it but like <laughs> it takes 30 seconds in post to uh, even with the rocks yeah. 30 seconds in post to go, maybe let's add some debris behind him or know. what director wasn't like you know what maybe we should not keep those on the on the set, yeah. move it off to well, craft services. And like, it happens sometimes, but like yeah. you can, they, the millions of dollars they've spent on this to just digitally wipe a bottle, put some rubble behind them. Like it doesn't take long. <laughs> it's true. Um, so we get Tyrion uh, going up like he's, so Daenerys is doing her speech telling the the um, Dothraki that, you know, they, they killed those people in iron suits. They crushed those homes and she's doing her full on Nazi speech. And um so Tyrion goes up and I know thanks. Um, he goes up and he throws away his, his hand of the, the King uh, pin and full on is like, I'm accepting my fate. I know what I'm doing. And they take him away. Then I don't think he had any choice at that point. No, yeah. no. He knew that he was going and but she he lobbed that like a boss too. He did. Yeah. It, it, it was amazing. Full oh, on in the way the Duff, uh, the way they unsullied in that the spears stopped. Yeah. It was a great scene. It was shot. This season, this episode was shot really well, despite, you know, water bottles and whatnot. I, I will argue that this entire season visually was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but like I would also movies. argue that they spent a lot of time on the visuals and less on other aspects. But that's my stance. We'll continue on. I think that's most of our stance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get, we move on to the next scene and we see Danny in the throne room admiring the th- the the iron throne something she had been wanting for seven seasons and it sort of mirrored that season two finale where she had that vision where there was yeah. snow and the the iron throne in this in this sort of state but you know instead of snow is ashes mm-hmm. so she goes up and there's this cute little moment where she actually touches the throne and she smiles and you're like oh she's got it she's finally has it and you know part of me sort of rejoiced you know she's She's wanted it for such a long time. And then John comes in, ruins her her fun. She decides <laughs> to be like, you know what? I love you. And he's like, I love you. Stab, stab, stab. No, just one stab. Um, and and she dies. So Jon Snow stabs her and kills her, which is both tragic and sort of apt. I think I think it seemed like the way to go. Um and it well, and it also did me again, it it mirrored what happened leading up to Robert, like the end of Robert's rebellion, mm-hmm. you know, Aegon was killed by Jamie, someone that was, that had sworn to protect him. Daenerys is killed by John, someone that had sworn to protect her. 
Yeah. But I, yeah. And both were doing things to save the rest of the, the um, kingdom, right? Jamie did it because he knew about the, the wildfire that was all around King's Landing and he didn't want them to go off, which I thought was going to have more of a, a thing in this episode, but whatever. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I honestly think, I mean, between the battle last episode and the destruction of the Sept, I think she'd gone through pretty much everything they yeah. had left. Like all those yeah. stores were just burned up. Well, they were saying that um, they didn't find everything that Aegon had hid sure. throughout the city. So who knows? Maybe Drogon like, blew that up. Right. Maybe. Whatever. Yeah. Um, um, and then we get this scene where Drogon's there and he's super pissed. And he's he's sort of like this little puppy that doesn't realize that his owner had died and doesn't understand death. And oh, it's just a beautifully animated scene. I was going to say acted, but yeah, you know. But it kind of was. Yeah. Um, so kudos to the animators for that. Yeah. And then Drogon, in all his rage, burns down the Iron Throne, this thing that people had been just fighting over for seasons or hundreds of years. Thousands of years? Thousands, like thousands of years. Thousands, yeah. Because yeah. you got to uh, remember, like, every sword on the Iron Throne was from a defeated king. Did you guys notice that um, Danny was talking about how her brother would say that it was a thousand swords and she expected a mountain. And right. that's yeah. what the original drawings of the Iron Throne was and how George R. R. Martin was sort of pissed off that they made this little, little throne. Yes. Um, I thought that was a nice little... <laughs> it was a nice little, little throwback, yeah. yeah, um, uh, and, a, and a good throwback to Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, season three in that. Yeah. There's barely... Uh, I don't know how many was he counting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable. Um, yeah. The so you know, Drogon takes Danny and flies off to wherever. We don't eventually find out, but whatever. We find out that uh, Tyrion and John were locked up. Like some time had passed, and this council of all the high houses mm-hmm. gathered to sort of figure out what was going to happen with John and Tyrion, and who was going to be the next king, and. They ask Tyrion what his opinion was, and he gives this beautiful speech about stories and how everything is built on stories and how everyone has a really well, everyone has a story, but who the best one with the one with the best story was Bran, Bran the Broken, the boy who breaks his back and ends up becoming the Three Eyed Raven and ends up not being as useless as I thought he would be. Um, so what did you guys think of this scene um i I just i keep on talking about each of the sequences but this is such a big beautiful scene they talk about democracy and that sort of gets laughed down and now they talk and (laughs) i know dogs get a vote too (laughs) and then they sort of end up on this electoral college type deal where they're the they're the top people and they get to pick um the the next king what'd you guys think of it I thought it was a really neat way to do it because I, I think if Sam had been like democracy and they were all like, yeah, like why even have the show at that point? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But to kind of have that step towards that was a really neat way to deal Mm -hmm. with it and to kind of address all the madness and crap that people have been going through. And it was exactly for that reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the point, of them picking Bran or him picking Bran was that after like he dies, he won't have any children. So they just get to meet again and pick the best person to rule. Mm -hmm. Can I just do a call out? Oh God, I laughed. The Edmure Tully 
Yes. Yeah. We talked about him, didn't we, a little while ago? And we're like, what happened to him? Yep. And apparently he's still hanging around. Nothing uh-huh. good, though, apparently. He's still an idiot. <laughs> There's a reason why he couldn't burn his dad's uh, funeral pyre. Oh, gosh. He's missing all those arrows all the time. And also the, uh, the apparent trend where uh, Robin Aaron is... Yep. Neville Longbottom of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? What happened? It's like, wow, okay, you grew up well. Yeah. Well, you know, mother's milk. Yeah, because no, because the the mother was gone. Yeah. Yeah. She was allowed to actually grow up. Yeah. 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 Puberty. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, there there were a lot of um, cool little tidbits there. Like, um, I guess we see Sam becoming a maester and other things and yeah. that whole scene was quite well done gray worm eventually um they they tell him to leave um take his troops and just go and he does end up doing that um i'm trying to think what happens next. i think that was his choice i think that was his choice as, yeah. along yeah. with the dothraki and that when, yeah. when oh. danny was gone and i think they just wanted to go home yeah. and he, went to yeah. Nath, he went to nath which is where he and yeah and that's where she was from originally yeah. so. there's the one other little easter egg behind that is the which i like to call the no one suspects the butterfly because remember in Nath, there are the butterflies that are literally oh. toxic to everyone that isn't from there. So him uh, deciding to go there is, uh, is that is that him that. saying, I'm going to go to her homeland or am I going to go there to sacrifice myself because I literally have nothing else I can do anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, they, guys, it was a kind of a, a throwaway, throwaway line earlier on, but it was like, I was like, no one suspects the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> What did you guys think about Sansa standing up for the North and asking for an, not asking, demanding for an independent nation? I loved totally, it. Uh, totally on point with her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the I love you, baby brother, but I want this. Was, yeah. I love, she's like, Bran, okay, but, you know, his penis doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Does it, though? Is that what happens when you're, I yeah. don't know. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. These are questions I was wondering during the. Uh, he had, Brand had said something along those lines a couple seasons ago. He's like, "I can't be a lord anywhere. I can't have children. I can never be." A lord. Oh, you talked about yeah. that for Winterfell. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, it, so she was making the statement based off. Hey, remember how you literally said this? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I yeah. know. I just love that. That was her argument. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Sorry, as far as the north and that, I mean, the north has always been a special region in the Westeros and that, because it's not like the, all the other kingdoms and that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. do you remember like the scene with uh, Bolton and that, talking to Ramsay and that, and something yeah. saying, look, any direction in that, and that's the north and that, it's too big and it's too vast and that, and so mm-hmm. obviously it kind of made sense that, you know, when it came down to it and that, they would go back to having a king like they did a thousand years before the Targaryens. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so they keep going in this sequence. It was actually quite long, but actually probably one of the best parts of this episode um they end up uh gray one wants to know what to do with Tyrion because danny had wanted him executed but you know danny's gone so they needed to figure out what to do and bran decides to make him the hand of the king because that would be the punishment him screwing up everything and trying to fix all that stuff that he screwed up thoughts mm-hmm. on that ending for Tyrion, i guess oh yeah it's uh, it totally made sense in that yeah. i mean yeah we you 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 mentioned about how the imps look eventually ran out and that but there was something blessed about like Tyrion and that you know with the amount many times he's been put on trial yeah. and has come out on top 
Exactly. Well, how many times has he been the hand to different people uh, too? Yeah, like exactly. that's yeah. what he was yeah. always meant to do. Well, because yeah. he he does two things: he drinks and he knows things. Exactly. And I feel like in in peace times he's going to be way more effective than in yes. war times. Well, even in wartime, he was, he was good at war times. But like Battle of Blackwater, he, he did the one thing no one would have thought, and he won that battle. It's true. But he did it in the name of peace and having the war over fast exactly yeah yeah exactly like that he's the best kind of hand because he's he's very much like ned where he's like i'm stopping conflict before it starts because i don't want there to be a war (laughs) so then Tyrion goes and brings his small council together and we see braun is now the master of coin and (laughs) i love that um what's the onion knight's name um Davos. davos 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 is now the Master of ships, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah. naval. The naval guy. Um yeah. Brienne is now the the um King's Guard. King's Guard, the head of the King's Guard, which is beautiful. I love and that. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed on her chest there's a raven, which is the new sigil of the of uh Brand, oh, which is so beautiful. Cool. Um and then because there weren't um other there wasn't no spy master and no I don't remember what the last whispers. Whispers. Uh, Do they need a whispers? Brand knows everything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But is he really going to be there? It seems like he was just going to warg and be a dragon for a while. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the thing. You know, the the wisest choice to to make Brandon is there. He can't be influenced. He can't. He can't be deceived. He knows everything. He's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this uh, small council scene? It sort of echoed um, earlier seasons of them being in that room. There's yeah. a little bit of that uncomfortableness with the chairs. and yes. <laughs> it, it was nice to see some levity about the council and how awkward it's always been, though. Like, it was mm-hmm. awkward for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I loved the choices they made. Like, those people in that room, I, I could watch an entire series just off them running King's Landing and just yeah. that, and it would be beautiful. It would. And because, yeah. you know, we got to get the adorableness of Sam, and he's just, he's just wonderful. Uh. <laughs> Just and Pod, speaking of who's a knight now, yes, and, yeah, and like I guess sort of the right hand man of the king because he's just sort of carrying him around. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Sam, another prediction I had didn't come true. I thought I had predicted Sam was going to be the one who wrote the song of fire of ice and fire. Well, he helped, right? He it was, it was the ma- grain maester of the um the, the citadel. citadel. Mm-hmm. But if you remember back when they were talk when he was there, um, they were talking about the writing the war the story of the war and and sam was like no i don't like that title i'd come up with something more poetic and he did mm-hmm. i said fire which is a nice callback to george R. R. martin's and Tyrion is not mentioned once <laughs> no no which i think it's hilarious um we get another beautiful scene of brienne going through the book of knights um and she ends up writing the story of jamie and it's sort of a little bit of a melancholy scene because she loved this man. At least I assume she loved this man mm-hmm. and it wasn't really, she wasn't treated nicely <sighs> by him. It wasn't, it wasn't the best. Um, but mm-hmm. she, she ended he up writing dirty. Story. He did do her dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just go into this. what do you think of the scene, Jen? <laughs> uh. She treated him like gold up until the end. Uh, but you know what? That scene Mm-hmm. said something about Brienne, which I appreciate it for that. Yeah. She is the bigger person. 
and she's going to, you know, still make him sound good in the book. She's going to move on with her life. So good on her, but I was so mad for her. Yeah. I do think Jamie had changed quite a bit from that King killer part at the beginning um, mm-hmm. to where he was until he did her dirty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Brienne, <laughs> Brienne always brought out the best of Jamie in that. So it would be fitting. It was fitting. She remembered the best of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we go to the end of the episode where we see the the Stark children um, setting off for their various ways and um, in a really cool sort of dress up moment. We find out that Jon Snow had been banished to the wall as his punishment. Uh, All the people that were loyal to Danny wanted him dead and everyone else was like, no, he sort of, you know, helped us not live through another tyrant. He so, sort of, you know, saved us all from the Night King and then saved us from a tyrant. So Exactly. So, you know, let's give him some slack. So they send him up to the wall, which is sort of what he always really wanted. Um, anyways, so we find out that John goes up there. Arya decides to move um, to explore the West because no one has ever gone that way. And Sansa um, is the Queen of the North. Queen and of the North. The Queen of the North. The Queen of the North. And that's how the, the series ends. The series ends with John walking with the wildlings past, um, past the gates up into the north and just doing their deal, sort of mirroring the first scene of the... The first very episode. first scene, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, since we went through the whole episode, overall, thoughts? Let's go with uh, who looks the least angry. Hawk, go. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm totally, I love the, I did love the conclusion. Um, the first half of the, you know, they seem to be split into two episodes really in that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the first half and that obviously beautifully filmed, beautifully acted in that, uh, I had to step away in that when you were talking about that amazing scene with Tyrion, uh, uncovering Jamie and Cersei's bodies and that, uh, the amazing scene of, of Danny and that with the dragon wings behind her and that. It was, it was, it like it kept me wrapped the entire time I was watching it. And that, you know, um, and the scene of John and Danny in their final moment. And that, um, when you think about it, it always came down to two houses, you know, from mm-hmm. the beginning, you know, it had to be, and those two houses obviously had to be the start. And it was sort of one house yeah. in the end. Yeah. yeah. Versus that, that, that was the choice, you know, John had to make a choice at some point in that either he was, you know, a Targaryen or he was with the Starks, mm-hmm. you know. But overall, I don't have many complaints about it. Not. Yeah, lovely Hawk. So, um, <laughs> yeah, lovely Hawk. <laughs> um, Thank you, Eric. <laughs> so, so um, for me, the first, it, it did feel like two halves, like Hawk said. And the first half sort of felt like the conclusion that they needed. They needed to wrap up the Danny storyline, and it was the big thing. And the second half, although I, in general, I did enjoy the whole thing, um, felt like a lot of fan service it was very happy for me for for a george rr R. martin type production it 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 was a lot of fan service like you no one wanted to see john die and he um uh aria lives and you know does her exploring thing which she mentioned many seasons ago mm-hmm. sansa has had this amazing arc and you know it sort of felt right that she was the queen of the north mm. and you know there, there, there are some things they. It felt like they were just. We need to wrap this stuff up, and this is the way that it has to happen to make people generally okay with the last eight seasons yeah. or ten years of their life. Wait, not uh, eight years of their life. Uh-huh. Um, 
uh, overall, I I was I was happy with it. I it made me happy to 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 you know. It, it, I not the thing I <laughs> the thing that bothers me about being invested in series like this is that once in a blue moon I'll get like the Battlestar ending, which was just yes. brutal. And I that's all I really <laughs> the the last season was really bad of Battlestar, and then the the finale was even worse. Yeah. Luckily, this season was not good for me, and then the finale was oh yeah you know what that's the yeah, yeah it's just good yeah, yeah, it's okay. yeah, why, why not yeah so. Overall, for me, I thought it was it was good. There were some good acting pieces. Um, I I liked where, I I guess the happy ending for all. That's what it felt like. Um, what about you, Jen? Um, yeah, kind of just going off of what you said, there were some things that were fan servicey, but I do think if you break down all the things that happened into individual pieces, they all logically make sense. Yeah, like. Brand being king, people were up in arms. But if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Were people but, up in arms? I thought that was a great idea. Oh, yeah, I, I've heard some complaints. Oh, <laughs> I, well, everyone wants John, right? Uh, I didn't want to. No, I, I know. John didn't, I didn't either. It felt a lot of a lot of the stuff that I was reading last night as I was finishing the episode where people were just like it was less of the they hated the idea of Brand and more just the fact that it, they felt that it, again it came out of nowhere and that it was really yes. rushed. Mm-hmm. And that's my point is if you think about every outcome, they all make sense, but it's again, it if they had taken 10 episodes to get there. Yeah. So that all of those outcomes had, you know, some sort of a segue. Yeah. Then I, feel, I would be yeah. more happy about it. If this if this season was 12 episodes and the first six was up into the Battle of Winterfell and the last six was what happened afterwards, would it, it would have been perfect. There would have been enough progression to see why Danny broke, yeah, and like everything. They could have done that with five and five. Yeah, they could have done it with five and five. Yeah, exactly. But they did. They couldn't do it with three and three. That they didn't even do it with three and three. Really, it was sort of just. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it's weird. That's why I'm having mixed feelings, which I told you before. It's I'm happy on principle because I'm also house dark. Yeah. Fair. Um, so I'm, I'm happy on principle, but there's a weird emptiness about it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard, to, I have a bunch of Targaryen stuff in my house. So I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> Oops. What, what, Oh, okay. Matt, what'd you think? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, okay. Dad. <laughs> Ouch. As someone who says that to children, but it's, <laughs> and it's what we've already kind of talked about is that it just, it felt so rushed. It fe- honestly, it felt like D and D had the bullet points that Martin had written, however many years ago. For this is how it's going to end, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the threads to get to that ending. So they're like, okay, so we have to have all these things happen, and they just kind of had it happen. But yeah. there was no. It felt like there was no through line in this season, really at all. Whereas, mm-hmm. like seasons past you could see you didn't have to like what they did but you could always see the through line to how you got from point a to point b i think the last two seasons were like that um honestly even yeah. last year just felt i think i was okay with last season because i knew it was going towards the last season you knew it was building towards something so you could forgive a lot of it but then this season had to make up for some of the shortcomings of last season and its own shortcomings like again it's i think i used this 
quote, I don't know if it was you guys or on a previous episode, it felt like someone was trying to tell someone else the story of how this ended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like someone else had had heard the story and were like, okay, oh, and then this happens. Oh, 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 and then this happens. Without there being any narrative that pulled us through to it. Yeah. Like again, like- Could that be George R. to Weiss and Benioff? Absolutely. But that's that's the problem is that up, but up, even up until this point, and again, last season, a lot of people weren't fans of it. I, I got it. I got that it, it was a little looser because they had nothing to work with other than bullet points. But if that's the case, you need to spend the time to get the audience to a point where they're comfortable with what you're going to throw at them, especially because you're going off no material at this point. You are literally going off George Martin's bullet points. Yeah. yeah this is how I want the story to end. And it just felt like they kind of, threw all the story bits out there and said, well, it, it'll make sense to people if they look at it long enough. It's like, no, that's yeah. not, that's not, that's not satisfying. It it's not satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel it was rushed. Uh, I don't think it was explicit enough uh, for exactly. people's taste. Um, yeah. Well, but- especially because they trained us for seven seasons, well, six seasons and a bit, um, to see, with all this beautiful exposition and you could see you could you could watch the characters' trains of thought getting them from point A to point B, and then this season it was just plot points that were thrown out. And you're like, well, yeah, because that Danny would snap because all this happens. Like, well, yeah, but give us give us some of the emotion that we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. and the struggle that they're going through, and the conversation that the show has become famous for that gets people from point A to point B. Don't just be like, like, oh, the Sanders dead. Uh, I'm gonna kill everyone now. Is that yeah, for better or for worse, every yeah. decision that these characters have ever made to them always yeah. had a reason. And even what we've seen this season, they all stayed true to who they were as characters, mm-hmm. but it just felt like I don't want to say forced because it's not right, but it felt like it just felt rushed. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like they were rushing to get to the conclusion because, like, well, we have to get through this in a limited amount of time but it was a self-imposed limited amount of time. Yeah, there, there's actually been a couple actors from Game of Thrones that have um, talked out against the the lack of character development in the last two seasons. Uh, the two that I that I can think of off the top of my head are Conleth Hill, who plays Lord Varys, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Joe Dempsey, who plays Gendry Baratheon. Um, they're the yeah. ones that have spoken out the most. They're just like, you know what? We throw them character development in service of action and getting everything done in the time that we have. Um, there's actually been, now that the finale is actually out, there's been some stories coming out that Amelia Clark is finally saying how upset she was about the whole thing. Oh, so is Kit Harrington. Yeah. yeah. Actually, someone has actually put online a, uh, a super cut. Oh yeah. The interviews with the actors leading into season eight. And at the but, time, people were like, oh, it's them being coy. And now you look at it in retrospect, you're like, oh, they were really not happy with what they had to try to pitch. It's, it's but, hard to, to, to take that because they are, because it is a supercut. You don't know the, yeah. the context of them talking. Yeah. So I, I will take that with a grain of salt. But Absolutely, with a but, grain of salt. But I mean, it's, you can look at it from either side where they were just being coy, but you can also look at it as a, maybe they weren't as happy with. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, um, Joe Dempsey in that supercut, um, the one where they show him at a, Q&A talking about the show is actually um, the time he did speak out against the the lack of character development in the last two seasons. Yeah. Um, so that was taken in context. I yeah, yeah. in that interview. But that's just that that's just it. I mean, and I can I mean, I I appreciate what they did with the with the series. I appreciate what they did with the finale. And like everyone else had said, 
all all the threads went to their logical conclusion. I don't mm. have to like what some of those conclusions were, but given what they had given us this season, everything ended in a logical place. Yes, yeah. for sure. So I, I can't begrudge that. I don't have to like it, but I didn't write it. If I want to do something better, I'll write my own epic and take 40 years yeah. to write it. <laughs> Produce it. Spend exactly. $10 million. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I mean, like I said, ultimately, I'm not mad. I was a little disappointed with the outcome given what we've been given, but I, I'm glad I was able to see it through to its sure. conclusion. Exactly. I, I agree. Um, I was happy at the end of the series, which, you know, doesn't happen when most, um, in most beloved TV shows. Um, but you know, like, like a lot of TV shows, this has divided its fans. Lost is another series that has divided yeah. its fans. Uh, Battlestar, like I said earlier, um, Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of other. It seems to be a lot of sci-fi and fantasy uh, finale seems to <laughs> split their fandom. I don't know why. It's like sometimes with the, like sci-fi fantasy and that they pe- they just peter out at the end and then yeah, yeah. you know it, and the, all everything they build up to is never going to be as satisfying as you know what you imagine it's going to be. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the season as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think of it in the terms of it being part of the bigger? the grander scheme of things. I, I think we sort of touched upon being this point that was rushed, but the story points that happened in it, what do you think? Like, I uh, personally, I, I, again, everything that happened this season for better or for worse, it was the, the conclusion that had been, they had been building to like, you know, mm-hmm. there was the battle with the, the white walkers. There was the ultimate confrontation with the Lannisters at King's landing and the final conclusion of who was going to, ultimately end up ruling Westeros, mm-hmm. which was what had been building since season one. So yeah. they, they, they gave a, us everything that they had been building towards. It was a very functional season. Functional. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I felt things, but it was always functional. Was, was there, what was your favorite episode of the season? Mine was the second episode because it was, oh, yeah. it was purely character development. Um, it, it was what Game of Thrones had been known for the talking and the the over the action um yeah anyone else any other standout episodes for you guys i'm gonna go controversial on this one mm-hmm. uh episode five which one was five? Oh, oh yeah the burning of the city yeah king's Landing. Yeah, i know uh yeah highly controversial in that uh but again if you know as Matt said, the cinemato- you know, as far as cinematography, photography, and that, it was outstanding. In that. Yeah, absolutely. And it gave us a completely different perspective on the dragons because, you know, as fierce as men as they've been throughout the thing, we've always, they all approached them, you know, from Danny's point of view and that, you know, they've, they've you know, burned the bad guys and that. They helped her to rise and, you know. But to see, like, the destructive power from the point of view of the helpless people running from them. Yeah. yeah. To finally see that after after years, which was, was yeah. really nice. Um so overall in the series, there, there have been these two main plot points. It was one, the White Walkers, the, mm-hmm. the threat of them. And then there was the sitting on the Iron Throne. Um, for me, I had always assumed that the White Walkers was the bigger issue. And that was going to be the finale of the whole season or the yeah. series. Um, and then the sort of the throne would have been first. And then that would have been the bigger, bigger issue. Um, were you guys disappointed or happy with how they, they, you know, carried out these two main themes. Like they were the big things in this series. Jen. Yeah. I think initially I was disappointed again, just because we got an episode and that was it. But the more I think about it, the entire 
show at the end of the day, the entire book series was never really about mm-hmm. a bunch of ice zombies. It was about the people just being awful to one another. True, true. So realistically, it makes more sense that it ended with people killing each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it felt more personal that way. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt? Well, I was going to say the, the one thing that it, it, it didn't bother me, but it's the, if, if I had been doing it, I would have done slightly differently was I would have swapped where the two battles happened. I would have had King's Landing happen first and then end it with the, the battle with the white. Like, you know, you sort out, you sort out your nation first and then you sort out the, the threat. That's what I thought it was going to, yeah. That's what I thought they were going to build towards was that ultimately is they were going to sort that and then you know, as a nation, come together and fight the White Walkers. But, but I then you see- would have gotten the impact of of Danny and all that conflict. Well, that we- and yeah, yeah. And I said, well, going into the season, once I saw that that was the route they were going to take, I'm like, okay, I can I can see yeah. why they would do it this way. Exactly, Huck. Um, yeah, like it, it, like I said, it was always going to come down to two houses at the end. Um, so yeah, and yeah, you're right. And that the, you know, from the beginning, the walkers were always something that was in the background and that, you know, from Mm -hmm. the first season, we got a glimpse of them at the beginning and that nothing at the end and that, uh, it took till the end of season two and that to actually see them, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, it made sense. They could have done, I know a lot of people wanted to see more about, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, who, you know, the mythology of the white walkers and that, I think we got, enough of an answer back in what yeah. was it, season six six yeah. season five and six five yeah and, six. Uh, you know how they were cre- how it was created by the children of the forest and that as a punishment um yeah. i was satisfied you know with uh taking care of the white walkers first and then mm-hmm. you know moving on to the more emotional and personal stuff yeah i feel like uh maybe george R. R. martin only gave certain bullet points and he didn't really give the white walker bullet points to uh, to them unfortunately yeah so let's let's you know, let's end on uh, on the 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 series as a whole. Happy that it happened. Um, you know, it's done now, so we don't really have anything to look forward. I have Westworld to look forward to next year, but we'll talk about that when that comes back. Um, <laughs> With Jesse, are you, are you? Yes, that was unexpected. Well, that's not that's here. a whole other show. That's um, a whole other episode. <laughs> it will be a whole other episode. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Yes. Um, were you happy to be part of this? Did you, are you happy that you stuck through? Um, as a fan of the series, personally, I was a fan of the books. Um, I only got into the books after watching the first half of the first season. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm glad that I've read it. I, I'm glad that I stuck through and you know, happy as a fan. Matt? Uh, very much so. This was a... Jen was the one that actually got, got me into the series. Um, and, and into the books cause she had them and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, she was, you, I remember you watched the, you watching the first season mm-hmm. and you're like, you need to watch this show. I'm like, well, don't you have the books? I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm like, well, I'll read the books first. And I started <laughs> on a game of Thrones and I think I had the first four books done in the span of about what? Five weeks. Yeah. About that. That's Over a lot cover. of reading. It mm-hmm. was a lot of reading, but it was once I picked it up, I could not put it down. I'm like, this is fantastic. And then we started to watch the series and I was like, this is fan- this is amazing. And like knowing what's coming, I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. And then started to get more nervous as we got into the, uh, 
into the uncharted <laughs> territory of the late seasons. But honestly, I'm very I'm glad I got to see it. I'm glad I got to see it through. I think that HBO needs to be commended for putting together such an epic piece of fantasy. And again, love it or hate it, this is not a thing we've ever seen in our lifetimes. We'll probably never see anything like it again. Like this no. again. Well, we'll probably see a lot of things like this. But, but not it won't be that. This, no, not, no, not no, it's new and fresh. Yeah, there is there is some sort of cultural experience. Um, yeah, with this and and just and the, the water co- the water cooler talk and just yeah, um, it, it well it and cool. bringing so many absolutely phenomenal character actors to the forefront of yeah. you mm-hmm. know, pop culture in a way that I mean, like 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 people like I mean, everyone loves Sean Bean. Having him involved was great. Peter Dinklage, I had I remember seeing in stuff before this, but yeah, not to the degree that he is in that he's looked at now. Like he, mm-hmm. I'd seen him in uh, four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> Thought he was hilarious in that. Elf. That was an, an elf. elf or elf, <laughs> yes, elf, yes. But like, but then to see him take this character and just do such beautiful things with it, and then a character that when you read the books is not presented as one of the in the, the best light ever. Yeah, but even seeing him take the same material in the books and just make him such a sympathetic character was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like we've seen so many phenomenal character actors, especially watching the Stark children grow up yeah. on screen and all of them come into their own as phenomenal performers. Who thought that was going to happen? They were sort of, you know, just little kids actors yeah. that yeah. were just like, you know, they're, they're, they're serviceable, but yeah. Yeah, I guess Arya Ara is always quite good. Yeah. There were little kids who had to, you know, whose characters, you know, went on these like horrible, tragic, you know, but ultimately, you know, amazing journeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. yeah. What about yeah, you, just, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, from the first season, you know, after the first season fashion that I dove into those books like hard, and that, you know, just jumped on them with both feet. Um, that was probably the fastest I've read about, you know, 3,500 pages of material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in any span of time. And that. so I was fully, you know, I was hype for season two um i've i've had complaints in the series probably from like a few episodes and three four was a stronger season five i would say was probably the weakest season of the entire series i don't know if anybody agrees with that uh overall like i'm Eight. you know <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, no, I'm just kidding. I know, uh, you no, know, especially I, especially you know when you're versed with the material and that, and you, you see the diver, the divergence that they take in the stories and that, right. you know, yeah. So, but overall, yeah, there's never going to be anything like this again. Even if in ten years they decide let's remake the whole thing. Oh so, God, no! Please, they're don't. not they're not going to have that chemistry no, that they no. had with these actors, Jen. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely happy. Like Matt said, I I read the books first and I can honestly say, and Matt was there the day it happened, it's the first time I finished a chapter and got so upset and frustrated I just threw the book because I couldn't read anymore for a while. I had to fix the dent in the wall because those (laughs) are home-like. From the first book? I'm guessing from Red Wedding. Oh, Red Wedding, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got upset I, after Ned the first time I read it. It's like, oh yeah, that one too. No. I had to reread like three <laughs> paragraphs to make sure I had read it right. Yeah. There were a few of those. Um, See, for yeah. me, it wasn't upsetting only because I knew that they'd cast Sean Bean in that role. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's not surprising anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the red shirt, Henson. <laughs> yeah, when I read it, I was like, I'm halfway through the series on TV. 
I understand why they cast him. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, just getting into the books and when they did such a great job casting the series, you know, we have so many, and I love Star Wars and everything, but for sci-fi and fantasy, for so many years, it was good versus evil. And you know, mm. you're supposed to root for these guys, you know, you're supposed to not root for these guys. And it was so cool to see a series, a prolonged series, where anybody could be your favorite because they all had their reasons and they all had good things they did and bad things they did. And it was just so complex and so interesting mm. to read. Yeah. And watch. Yeah. The moral grays really made it um, yeah. oh, unique. Yeah. Nail biters. And there's really, I can't think of another book series that's like this one. Um, Not to this degree. No. No. Um, but yeah, I, again, like Matt said, this is sort of one of those once in a lifetime experiences. And I'm, I'm glad that I've watched all the way through and I'm glad that we stuck along. For the ride. Um, now, the only there's only one final concern that I'm going to raise, and it's only because the, mo- the more I've watched this season, the more that this has come into the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I am sincerely, sincerely hoping that when Martin finally finishes the next book or two, because I can't remember if he's said it's going to be one or two books two, coming two. out. Two. Two. I sincerely do not want to see a serious deviation from the TV show in those books. I do. Well, I, I it, well, it, it's no, weird because he already has it planned out, right? He's just sort of mapping it. Um, but that—that's the concern that I'm having is that it's just given the the public opinion of stuff. I would hate for him to then renege on that and go, yeah. "Okay, you didn't like it when the TV show did it. I'm going to do something different because mm-hmm. that's just doing a disservice to the fans of this." Yeah. And I'm sincerely hoping that's not what's going to occur. I don't feel well, like I don't he think would. It'll be reneging because also. the plot points were always the plot points. However, the, where we are in the books right now, there are at least five or six extra threads exactly. and yeah. characters that need to get dealt with. So I think exactly. the major things will still happen. It's just how we get there. I, yeah. I sincerely hope that's the case, but it's just like I, I would hate to, to think that this series, especially the last two seasons, were just a a prolonged round table discussion of the ending of his books. And then mm-hmm. if he decides that all oh, people hated this, so I'm going to change it up. Yeah. That, that would, that would upset me more than anything that we may or may not have seen in the last two seasons of the show. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be way more supernatural stuff happening in the. Absolutely. Um, oh, absolutely. The, as much as I love the, the actor who played Euron Greyjoy, his character was not like the books. No, no, at all. At all. And, and I, I remember seeing him in the first time and being like, this is okay. You are way too young for this. And yeah. you're, you're way too not sorcery. Sorcery? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. oh. in the books, his character in that, like, you know, had traveled the world and that, you know, the yeah. places people were afraid to go to. And, you know, one of, one of the things I wish they had kind of developed in that was what he found when he when he went to those the ends of the earth. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But there's only so much time, I guess. Yeah. That you could do a secondary character's uh, expansion. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but they really just turned him into a mercenary at the end. It's true. Oh. Yeah. Especially like you got people like you're on. You have people like Lady Stoneheart. There's a lot of magic mm-hmm. in the world that. We only yeah. really got to see with Beric Dondarrion and yeah, they they touched Mother upon, Sandra. but they didn't give as much focus to as exists in the books. So that's yeah. I'm hope yeah I am hoping that they really get into that in the next couple novels. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts before we sign off tonight? Any anything? 
go, Hawk. Um, I read a uh, something in that regarding varies in that. Um, I don't know if you guys are, were aware of it. In that there was somebody was speculating that varies was trying to poison Danny. Yes, this season. He was, yes. If if you actually go back and look at the episode, okay. Um, when he has that discussion with uh, the the little girl. Where she's like, she's not eating today. He's like, we'll try again tomorrow. Yes. He was trying, he was trying to poison her. That's why, that's why she, yeah. She okay. dragging they, not because he was writing notes. They really didn't do anything with those notes. Yeah. No. I was thinking of that. Yeah. yeah. I assume, I assume something was going to be brought up at the council at the, in the last episode and nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it was. There was, there was a lot of things that there was stuff that was made a, a made a deal of that turned out to be not a lot enough not, not of anything but but yeah no that was the uh the he was it was pretty heavily implied that he had been trying to kill Danny hmm. and that's why she was she wasn't eating was because she knew that yeah they were serving a poison trying to, he was trying to kill her so she's like hmm. all right uh dragon time yeah Jen any final thoughts anything you want to chat about before we go Oh my goodness. You had so much. <laughs> I had so much. I'm honestly, I'm tired, man. Yeah. I like need a nap after these past couple months. It was a emotional roller coaster. Yeah. For sure. Uh Matt, anything? My no? said my piece on this. I'm I'm yeah. glad I got to participate in the in the creation of this world and I'm glad I got to take it all in. I'm looking forward to seeing the literary world expanded out to its natural conclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm and looking forward to the prequel series that's going to come out in a couple of years. Yeah. I think that'll be pretty that'll be pretty good to see as well too. I hope that yeah. they can they it'll have the same following that the show did. Um here's a here's a left field question for you guys. So D&D are now in charge of Star Wars's next trilogy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to see them bring to that trilogy that they brought to uh Lord of the Rings? Um, I, for me personally, I like the idea of the moral grayness of people. Um, Star Wars has always been light versus dark, but there has mm-hmm. never been that sort of meld that they have in the comic books or the television series. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see I, uh, moral ambiguity in, in there a little bit more. Matt, yeah. I, I I'm gonna reserve I'm gonna reserve my answer to that question only because I want to see where they leave that series before those two take it over. Mm-hmm. because we haven't had that the the storyline closed out mm-hmm. well this is this is this is a totally different time so um oh is it? okay yeah it's not, it's not it's not it's not a sega one no they're doing a whole new oh, okay trilogy. oh they're doing a whole new trilogy then oh, absolutely i'd love to see them bring in the uh a lot of the moral gray area of a lot of the star wars universe that isn't jedis or siths like the, everyone in between yeah. There was a whole lot of moral, moralistic gray area that they can play with, and I think they could do a lot of really good work with. For sure. What about you, Hawk? Oh, if uh, I depends on where they're going with it, because I had heard rumors about you know possibly the old Republic uh, yeah. being explored yeah. through there. Yeah. Uh, so if they were if they were doing that, I think they'd be most apt to explore that uh, region of the Star Wars canon. That yeah. uh, if they did. I would love to see them explore more of the roots of the Sith and that, and how eventually they came to the rule of two. Hmm. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. Jen? Yeah. No, I actually agree with what Hawk just said. That would be really interesting. And I think, you know, without the really strict parameters <laughs> that they were uh, given on this, I mean, clearly they have the potential 
to do a really good job. Yeah, I they agree. have the control. I think they can do it. Yeah, for sure. And since they are overseeing all three of them, um, there won't be as much kerfuffle as the current uh, Star Wars films. At least mm-hmm. we hope. Yeah. So we let's hope. throw this out to the listeners. What did you think of um, Game of Thrones? What did you think of the finale and and the whole series as a whole? Send us an email, like us on Facebook, send us a, a message on any of our social medias. We would love to hear from you. I would like to thank Jen, Hawk, and Matt for joining me again on this wonderful episode. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Our pleasure. And we look forward to having a new episode for you guys in a couple of weeks, and we shall see you soon. Goodbye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.